0: While most practicing physicians are aware of Mendelian genetics, the area of epigenetics is a much more complicated field of study. Epigenetics as a scientific and medical discipline has greatly developed in the last several years and is helping to explain a variety of long-term chronic health conditions. But what does the incorporation of epigenetics in a healthcare practice actually look like? Welcome to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Hector Chapa, and joining me in this discussion is Dr. Julio Jimenez. Dr. Jimenez is a licensed chiropractic doctor who has evolved his practice into an evidence-based wellness center with a special focus on epigenetics testing and health promotion. Dr. Jimenez, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Dr. Chapa. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and it's a privilege and a pleasure being here with you guys.
0: You know, I find this topic very, very interesting because it is night and day from when I trained. And as we start this discussion, Dr. Jimenez, I am sure that most practicing clinicians are aware of Mendelian genetics, the addition or the loss or the modification of the physical DNA strand itself. We all get that. But epigenetics is different. So can you please explain to us, non-geneticists, what epigenetics actually is?
1: Yes. One of the things back in the Mendelian era, the guy was way above beyond his time. But since the genome has been laid out, has really changed so many perspectives of genetics. And the way I see genetics is that the epic genetics is basically the idea of who you are from your parents and is laid out completely and what's within it. All right, we're talking about the 3 billion codes of genes that you have within it. And it's not a DNA per se changing, right? It's not going to alter your DNA. It's what you already got within your DNA. So in the way I look at this is that when you have a mutation or you're called SNPs or variants in your genes, we need to know in epigenetics is this substance or this gene expressed or not expressed?
0: You know, when I was first learning this, Dr. Humanism, years ago, and see if you agree with this, because I found this very interesting as a visual. Somebody explained this to me years ago as a paint by numbers. So the numbers that are in front of you in this diagram or in this picture is your DNA code. Now, some numbers can be missing or some extra numbers can be added, but you have now in your possession the colors that you get to put over those numbers, and you can modify the colors despite what the numbers show. So the epigenetics, I thought that was very interesting, interesting, see if you agree with that, is how you can modify or affect the overall picture of your genetics by turning off or on certain sections, meaning you can change the different colors on the picture and not necessarily follow the numbers as given. What do you think about that? Is that fair?
1: Yeah, it's completely fair. So let me explain a little bit of the essence of the anatomy or function of the DNA. So the histone is a protein, it's a cylinder protein in which all your DNA is wrapped around to it, right? That's how we create all this information into tiny little space is through these histone proteins. And what they do is that you wrap around all of this information on this histone, okay? And that everything that's wrapped around your histone is, is not expressed. What's expressed in you, the phenotype of who you are, is the connection between that histone and the next histone, right? That's the expression part within our system, right? What's in between each histone or these proteins. Now, what you're talking about, what I want to explain in epigenetics is that when I'm looking at a client or my patients, right, you might have a lot of mutated genes that come from your mother or your father, right? The bad expressions or the mutated genes are going to be wrapped around in that histone, right? that is not expressed. You can take that to your grave with ever, ever becoming expressed. What I'm trying to help my clients is what happens is that how can I make, if I have, let's say uh, a bad gene of, I don't know, let's go with the RCA. All right. So that's within the histone, but let's say this is right by the unwinding of this histone. What unwinds my histone or what unwinds my information from that histone are going to be two things. One is going to be environmental factors or chemical factors, right? What you eat, what you drink, what you breathe, what you smoke, right? So you get all these chemicals, all right, that are going to get stuck to a thing called histone tails. So in this protein, you have this bunch of little tails that, that actually all these chemicals that come in from that bad environment, they get attached to this histone. And by getting full of these histone tails, get full of these chemicals, it creates an unwinding, which now that that bad gene, it's becoming what? expressed. It came from what? The environmental factor. So that's kind of the, the turning the color on. So now, another thing is, in which I know that you guys probably heard of, is going to be methylation, right? So the process of methyl groups is also a big unwinding of my information to become expressed. And that would be methyl groups, right? So if my body is not methylating, then it doesn't have enough methyl groups to tighten up my information on the histone so it never becomes expressed. Then that no methylation or low methylation is going to unwind that information. And now I got, all, I, I got that active gene within my system that is causing problems in my health.
0: This is for all of those listeners, very good news, because if we have a patient or you yourself, I mean, this could be a, a healthcare provider, has a, a mutation that we are, let's call it what it is, very afraid of. Let's say we have a BRCA, we're our BRCA carriers. That does not mean that you are doomed to disease. Correct, Dr. Jimenez, because it has to do with how that BRCA is turned on or off, and that's exactly what you're talking about here, and that is beyond the BRCA mutation itself, that is epigenetics, correct?
1: Correct. Exactly. So if you have the BRCA gene, do you have the power to express this gene? Yes, you do. And that's kind of how I feel. Because if you have the power to control your environmental factors, then if that BRCA gene can be sustained within that histone, then it will never become expressed. You will take that to your grave, right? Without ever becoming expressed. So that's the reason why within the biochemistry of it, I always look at the methylation cycle, right? Why? Because if my body is not methylating correctly, then that means that my expression of my genes could be turned on, not only turn on or turn off.
0: Now, I'll be devil's advocate here for our listeners because someone is right now in their desk driving or jogging on their treadmill and listening to this and saying, well, where's that Where's that data? Well, I can very quickly summarize that. There are uh, monozygotic twin data, right? So identical, identical DNA, who actually do carry something like, well, let's say BRCA since most are familiar, but they are raised in different geographical areas. And guess what the data shows? And Dr. Kim, please tell me if this is correct because this is what I've understood. Based on their same genetic genetic. code and carry both the same mutation, they can actually alter their risk or elevate their risk or actually have true disease outcome based on their environmental input. So it's not just the DNA itself because those identical twins that were separated and raised in different parts of the world actually have different breast disease or ovarian disease outcome. So that does prove there's something else to that. Isn't that correct?
1: Completely, completely right so and this is the reason why i love epic genetics because i still see that most of us you know for me in wellness i talk a lot about you know nutritional and about chemical imbalance especially in the hormone imbalance right so i focus on those areas because i know that it is essential for you to have a healthy life and a healthy body a longer life and without disease you have to start taking care of yourself because it does turn on in the genetic right because at the end of the day you know uh, to me it's like the new paradigm is is the principles of just chemistry right and all these variants that you might got from mom and dad not necessarily they're going to be bad for you is that if you turn them on right so again this is kind of what what I do in the process of my patients and how I deal with them so again that is a very good example of epigenetics for sure
0: For those just tuning in, you're listening to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Hector Chapa, and I'm speaking with Dr. Julio Jimenez about epigenetics and the whole principle about methylation of the DNA. And Dr. Jimenez, I know that you've done a lot of studies and applied some concepts regarding the GI microbiome as it applies to overall health. Of course, there's a lot of data on the GI microbiome. But what's the link between the microbiome and epigenetics or the methylation process that can lead to disease expression?
1: Definitely. So one of the things that you know in the studies that, that that has been done on what what are the genome or in the genome what are the um The variants, right? What are the what are the SNPs, right? The single single nucleotide polymorphins. It's telling me which variant is affected and and, and within studies says which which of those is affecting my digestive system. So there's a few of them that I look at in my in my in my practice when I'm having problems that I've done all the cleaning, repairing, and restoring within my patients at the digestive, and especially within the microbiome. One of the biggest things that I want to look into genetics to see if they have certain mutations that could be activated that could be affecting this. One of the big ones that I look at is called the FUT2 gene, right? So the FUT2 gene really is telling me if your parents have given you a, a, uh, one of your parents or both of your parents have given you a negative um, or a variant, right? A mutation in that gene. If that's the case, then that means that my body is no longer producing the good bacteria, right? So my flora is affected by that gene. And if I don't look at that gene and I see my patients not getting better, right? Where they're having a lot of dysfunctions and still having a lot of bloating, gas, you know, diarrhea, any of those things. Can that be affecting my digestive system? Most definitely. So the solution to that, to me, would be, I'm going to provide my patient 500 billion microbiologists of whatever strands we have, or even going more into the testing of the bacteria with the flora. So again, when I'm looking at that, I'm looking at those areas in the microbiome. If we get results within that, then we know that that genetic mutation was what, that's kind of was the problem. So now we cannot change the gene, but we can provide that substance, right? That's going to make the function of the body better because we're providing for it. Same thing with like, we talk about methylation, right? Same thing with methylation. If your body cannot. If your body cannot methylate, then we, you know, we're gonna give it what, that's the reason why we give methyl B12, right? In the methyl form, because if your body cannot convert it, at least we're giving it to you because we can't change the gene, but we can provide the substance that's gonna what? take take that take that um, take that chemical reaction to the next step right so again when we're looking at biochemistry it is so complex right but at the end of the day once you start figuring it out it becomes very simple so there's other genes also in the in the digestive system in which I look at especially with celiac disease right there's a gene called the the uh, the hla gene that really tells me a little bit more if you know if you have a um, you know increased chance of creating celiac disease right or a little bit more into that like today's big world of gluten right so again that's another gene that I always like to look at which tells me And I mean, there's other little genes uh, that makes me look into like the MCM6 gene that tells me a little bit more, uh, you know, if that, if your parents have given you a a, a mutation there, it could be affecting how you break down your dairy, right? So now you're going to have lactose intolerance and how that, how that goes. Also, there's another gene that is another gene that I look at uh, that really, really is huge. And that's going to be your histamine, right? There's a gene called the ABP1 that tells me in the mutate, if it's mutated, it's telling me how your body can excrete histamine, right? And the reason why we look at this in the digestive, right? There's two, two genes that I look at. How is your body excreting histamine and how is your body breaking down histamine, right? So again, the ABP1 tells me how your body's excreting uh, the gene and the, uh, the HNMT gene tells me how is your body breaking it down.
0: It's not just the genetics itself, what's in the cell and the DNA, but in other words, it's part of the environmental influence. It starts with our normal, healthy GI flora that can otherwise impact long-term chronic disease, correct?
1: Correct. And the reason why I was talking about histamine is because histamine plays a big role in inflammatory dysfunctions in your digestive system because it produces the substance called zonulin. And as you know, zonulin is one of the biggest, biggest, highest inflammatory what dysfunctions in your body, but especially in your digestive system. So if you're having zonulin, now you have a chance of what? Dysfunction to your gut. And now you got autoimmune, leaky gut. Now you're creating Crohn's. Now you're creating all these different dysfunctions. And it began but a lot of that histamine, right? So now if histamine is a dysfunction, especially the symptomology, right? If my patients are having tons and tons of of, of allergy reactions, one, maybe their body cannot excrete the histamine. And the histamine is running around over and over in your blood. And now you create all these anaphylactic dysfunctions, right? And all these different kind of then you cannot find antihistamines strong enough to help them, right? Why is that happening? Well, that's because a mutation within their genes cannot excrete that, right? Or cannot break it down.
0: The really take-home message about epigenetics is, while we are definitely products of our genetic code, We don't actually have to be, and we can modify that. And that's the whole purpose of epigenetics. And as you mentioned, it's tied even to what we put into our body, and that relates to the GI microbiome. So having said that, those two influences, what we cannot control, which is what we're passed down by true Mendelian genetics, and what we can control, which is environmental stimuli and even things like our diet and, to large effect, our GI microbiome, comes this last, more philosophical question. And as we wrap this up, I want to see what your thoughts are. Now that we've known this issue of epigenetics and the influences that it has on our genetic code, are we products, Dr. Jimenez, just of nature or of nurture or of both?
1: Awesome question. Really makes you want to think about this. I believe that we have the raw data from our genome, right? And we have a choice of making that better or worse. And this is the advice to my clients or to who your patients are, is that it's not just about symptomology and giving you the next medication or the next supplementation to decrease your symptoms. It's about restoration and healing. And it is your choice after all. We just do is that we have the tools to tell you what to do and how to do it. It's up to that person to have that concept to say, you know what? It is my nature to do something good for myself and it's going to help me all the way down to my genetics. And that is huge, right? We never knew this information before. And now that we have this in our hands, let's use it. Let's use it.
0: And I do believe that the answer to that question is actually both. Yes, there's things we cannot modify, which is our direct physical DNA code. However, a lot of that expression has to do with our behavior, smoking, proper diet, the environment we live in, and how healthy we choose to be. So I absolutely am convinced with epigenetics that it actually is both. We are both products of our genetic code and what we do with that code. This has been an eye-opening look at epigenetics and new insights that we have on it. And I want to thank my guest, Dr. Julio Jimenez, for joining me in this discussion. Dr. Jimenez, it was great having you in the program. Thank
1: you very much, Dr. Chapa.
0: I'm Dr. Hector Choppa. To access this and other episodes in our series, visit reachmd.com slash clinicians roundtable, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thank you for listening.